All right, so uh, in this series, uh, parenting series, Home Run Kids, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never had um, taken the time to uh, focus in on a series about parenting. And here's, here's probably the reason why. There are days that I feel, I just don't feel like a great parent. <laughs> so why would, I, why would I preach about that? Why would I teach about that? And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded that it's really not about how I parent or how my wife parents, uh, but it's really about what the Bible says about parenting and gives us practical advice to be great parents. Now, before you, some of you check me out and just sort of clock out because I'm talking about parenting, and some of you out there don't have kids, all right? Uh, but let me tell you something. This series is going to speak to you whether you have kids in your house or not. And here's the reason why. All of us, we are involved in kids' lives, whether it be uh, a niece or a nephew, uh, a grandson or, or granddaughter, uh, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a neighbor, friend, or maybe it's somebody on, on a sports team that you're involved with, with, maybe your coach, or maybe you're the team mom or whatever, maybe you're a teacher, you know, maybe, maybe you do some after-school care or whatever, uh, or there could be, uh, obviously, the students here, you know, it wasn't that long ago, some of y'all were kids, and there's even some instructions in here for you, even today, and so, and for those who are single, you need to take notes, uh, because we have uh, some instructions for you, and those who are newly married, um, you never know when God's going to bless you with a child. So you need to make sure you take notes. And on your back of your bulletin, there's actually a place where you can write notes down on that. We encourage you to flip on the far back, and you can uh, write in that bulletin. And then also uh, inside, there is a, an insert uh, for that uh, bulletin, and you will see that as you get that out. So if everyone, if you could just take this time, find your bulletin, even if you have to share. And if I could get, if I can grab a, an insert and someone can bring that to me, that would be awesome because I forgot to bring one. Okay, awesome. So inside your bulletin, you have this insert. Thanks, awesome, Jake. All right, inside you have this follow God's plan. And so we're gonna provide this for you Throughout this series, so we're gonna we're gonna be putting this in your in your uh, bulletin, and you have a, uh, a a baseball diamond here, and you have just like what baseball diamonds have, they have different bases, and you have home base, first, second, and third, and then on back to home. Well, through this series, and, and this is basically an overview of this series about raising home run kids. So uh, on, the, on the home plate, on the right, you have love God by putting God first. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, uh, knowing that God made me, Jesus loves me, and God's Spirit will guide me. You want, we want our kids to understand that. And the best way to do that is at home, okay? And, and we're going to get into this, but parents, that's your responsibility. And as a church, we partner with you, but you can't just rely upon the church because we don't really see them that often. You see them a lot more than we do. So that begins at home, home plate, by letting the kids know that God made them, God, Jesus loves them, and the Holy Spirit guides them. And it's about putting God first. And then first base, after you, you hit the ball and you go on in the first, you have love myself by making right choices. Making right choices, being honest, showing thankfulness. Um, and, and then uh, pay and then play. And we're going to explain that next week. 
as we get on in the, in the first base. But it's important for kids to understand that um, to have a little bit of, uh, of, of love for who God created them to be. You know, in this world, kids are always trying to be somebody else. They see, some, they see something that they like in other people, whether it be a famous person, and social media has taken that to extreme levels. And so they see what other people have or look like or whatever, and God's like, you know, I created you just the way you are. Even as adults, we have a difficult time with that. Oh, I wish I was more of this or less of this. And, and even as adults, and a lot of that goes back into our childhood, it's important that we help kids to understand that to love themselves, and the one way to do that is to make the right choices. Because when you don't have a good love for yourself of who God made you to be, then you, you end up making choices that's not good for you. So that's first base. We'll get to that next week. And then second base, I love others by treating them the way I want to be treated. Uh, show respect um, and have compassion. Give uh, forgiveness. So um, loving others, uh, having compassion on them is an important attribute in raising uh, home run kids. And the third base, love what I do by doing my best. Discover what I'm good at, advance my skills, celebrate my achievements with God. Um, many times uh, as students, as kids get older, they, um, they sort of have this, this low self-esteem, and really that can be go- traced back to base one, but they have this low self-esteem and they just don't feel like they're really good at anything. When God's like, man, I've given you certain gifts and abilities, you are good at this, and be able to find what that is, and then do it not for yourself, for themselves, but do it for the glory of God. And then we circle back to home. In order to, get a, to, to gain a point and even get a home run, you've got to go back to home plate. And so it starts and ends with God, love God by helping others follow him. And so this series um, which will be just a four-week series. Uh, we're going to get started here today uh, all about um, loving God and connecting with God and understand that God wants us to connect um, with Him. Um, you know, I, I, like for, I like for our kids, Susanna and I like for our kids to have a connection with God. We want them uh, to understand who their Creator is. Um, we are intentional, and you're going to hear that word a lot. In fact, that's in your notes. You want to be intentional about them understanding who God is in their life. You say, well, Frank, that's, that's a no-brainer. I, 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 I get that. But you may be surprised there are some things that you might could do better to make sure that you are doing intentional being intentional with them connecting with God. Uh, as I was preparing for this series and for the sermon today, I was convicted myself. Yeah, that I, even though I feel like I'm intentional in many ways, there are many times I'm like, I, I need to be better at being intentional in this, this certain area with them connecting with God. And so as we dive into this connecting with God and loving uh, God first, there's, uh, there's three areas that we're going to uh, teach about today and about being intentional. And number one is being intentional, intentional with our time, being intentional with our talk, and being intentional with the truth. Being intentional with the truth. Um, you have those in your notes, and we encourage you to write that. If you don't have 
um, a pen or something, you can have one on the back table. Also, you can go to the YouVersion Bible app, Bible.com, and you can create those notes and actually send them to yourself. We'll have the scripture here on the screen. But being intentional with our, with our time, with our talks, and with the truth are the three main things we're going to focus on today, and it's all about connecting with God, connecting with God. So as you're getting ready to kind of take some notes and, um, and understand with what we're doing, let me, let me remind you of something um, that I had to be reminded of myself as I was preparing for the series. We are, we are actually not raising kids. We're actually raising adults. We're actually raising adults. You know, kids, they're, they're kids. They're, they're, they're natural kids. I mean, you don't have to raise the kids. They become kids. But how many of you know of some adults that are still kids? Okay? All right. Okay, don't, don't point to anybody in this room, right? So some of you may know some adults who still are, are, are just immature. They never grew up. Well, because someone wasn't intentional about raising an adult. I have to remind myself over and over that I've got to give my kids responsibilities. And uh, sometimes I try to step in. It's like, you know, I, can, I could do this better than they can. But you know what? I don't need to do that. I need them to drop the ball. I need them to fail a little bit. I need them to show some responsibility and to, to, to teach them how to be an adult. And as they grow up to adulthood. Um, Madison, our oldest um, child, uh, she's a freshman at North Greenville, and uh, she's, uh, she's learning in this freshman year all about adulting. It's all about adulting. And, um, and she's understanding, it's like, how do I do this? Well, just figure it out. Figure it out. You could do it. Well, what do I do this? And so she's understanding that, um, that I'm an adult now, and I, I've got to take what mom and dad have taught me over the years and use it in my adulthood. So we're actually raising adults. We're actually raising adults. Students here in this room who aren't adults yet, you're gonna be an adult before you know it. And so you are preparing yourself right now, your parents and other people in your life, your teachers, your other members of your family, they are helping to guide you to grow, to raise you into an adult, not a kid. Kid is natural. And so um, we're raising adults. And just sort of an, an, an idea or an illustration uh, to help you understand this, um, there, there are just these videos on YouTube. You may have seen them. And they're called Kid Snippets, okay? Kid Snippets. Have you ever seen these, Kid Snippets? Some of y'all have? Okay, not many. Okay, you're, you're going to like this. So Kid Snippets, it's basically uh, what they've done. Um, they have taken uh, like three, four, maybe five-year-old children and, and put them in a room and you get like two, maybe three at the most. So a couple of kids and they give them a, a subject to talk about. And so they said, imagine that you are going to a drive-through window. Most kids understand drive-through. Okay. They, 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 under, they've seen that. And so they tell one kid, I want you to pretend to be the person who's ordering the food. And then they'll tell the other kid, well, I want you to pretend like you're taking the order and you have to get the money and, and all that stuff. So you guys just, 
you know, role play this out. And it's totally ad lib. I mean, you know, can't read. So they're just like talking. And so it's recorded, audio recorded. And so they'll just record this conversation. And then what they'll do is they hire these uh, actors and actresses to actually role play and to, and to play out um, this scene that they have recorded. And instead of their own voices, they use the kids' voices uh, on the video with the adults acting them out. And so we have right here a kid snippet video that I want you to see. I think you're really, really gonna like it. So let's look at this. What do you want today? Um, we have hamburgers, we have fries, we have hot dogs. What do you want? Fries and a hot dog. Oh wait, fries and hot dogs. We'll be right back for that. <laughs> It's gonna cost 14 dollars. I have thirty dollars. Oh, wait, we can take that. Here's your fly. The hot dog isn't gonna be ready until a few um, minutes, so I'll so I'll um, ask you what you wanna drink too. What you wanna drink? Um. We have fruit punch, we have Sprite, we have Dr. Pepper. Oh, we have, um, Sprite. So what do you want? Fruit punch. All right, it'll be out in just a minute. The drink is gonna cost a hundred a million. Quarters. I only have sixteen dollars. We can take that. Okay. Here's your change. Okay. Here's your fruit punch. Sorry, your hot dog isn't gonna be ready in the field um since so long. What do you want for your kids? Kids, what do you want? Do you want? Um Dr. Pepper. Okay, Dr. Pepper. Um, I think that is not for kids here. I think that's not for kids. Hey, there's tons of those videos, uh, kid snippets, and you can uh, go uh, look at those. It was actually very difficult to whittle that down to just one video because they're actually absolutely hilarious. But you can, uh, but this is a simple reminder that uh, we're not raising children. We're not raising kids. We're actually raising adults, and we want them to act like adults. And so, uh, sort of just like that video, you know, made-to-order um, lunch, we, we've got to have a made-to-order adult, a made-to-order adult, and, the, and, and how do we do that? Where do we begin with that? You know, obviously, there's lots of people who can help us, and there's lots of uh, people in our lives, like the school systems and other family members, and we can lean on grandparents, which is great. Of course, many times they just kind of spoil them and then just leave them back with us and, and everything. But understand this, that you and I have what we need uh, to help raise kids into adults, and, uh, and more importantly, helping kids to connect with God in a way that they understand God's love and for them to love God. And that's found in Deuteronomy 
uh, chapter 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and through 9, you could turn your, your Bibles towards that or get ready to, to read that. But here in this passage, in these just few short verses, uh, we have some instructions by God. Let me, let me set this up a little bit. The, the nation of Israel uh, had, had just um, uh, finished 40 years in the desert. Okay, the old generation has passed. They did not obey God going into the promised land. They said, there's giants on the land. We can't do this, even though God said, I'm, I'm with you, you know, and, uh, but they spent 40 years where that generation, 18 and older, uh, had passed away, and God's like, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and, and raise up these, this next generation, and we're going to take over this promised land. And so the, um, the, this generation that was going to take over the promised land, you know, they could have been a little bit afraid. Okay, my, my parents messed up. My parents messed up. How can I do better than that? I mean, do I have what it takes? And let me just, let me just kind of pause right here and just say, if there's anyone here who was raised in a family and you had parents or, or maybe a single parent in your life, and they just, they just did not do a good job. Maybe they were abusive, or maybe they, were, uh, they had some neglect in your life, and, um, and, and you're thinking, I, I don't want to mess that up. I don't want to be like my parent. How can I start over? You can start over. You can start with what God has for you uh, regarding being a parent, so don't, my encouragement to you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to parent your child in a way that God wants you to, to, to raise them. And don't be afraid that you're going to mess up so much you're going to ruin their life. Like some of you may feel like you're being, you've, your life has been ruined by how you were raised. You can start again. And you can start fresh parenting um, great godly parenting in your life. So that, that's just a little side, uh, side note that I wanted to give that to you. So in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9, uh, we have this passage here, and we're going to take a few things from this passage. Uh, 4 through 9, this is uh, from Moses. Moses wrote this down, obviously from the Lord, and it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. That's a commandment. Impress them on, them, on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehands. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. So, what can we learn from that passage about, um, about raising kids to be an adult on how to connect with God and to love Him? Well, number one, we need to be intentional with our time. We need to be intentional with our Time. If we go back to this, uh, to this verse, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And so he's saying, that, uh, he's telling us, love God. Love the Lord with all that you have. 
Now, in order to love God with all that you have, we need to love God with every part of who we are. Uh, with, uh, for example, with, with my wife, uh, with, our, with our, our, our marriage, we try everything we can to love each other um, with every being of who we are, emotionally, um, socially, uh, physically, mentally. And so we love each other and just like God is calling us to love him with all that we have. And so, but that takes time. In order for me to love my spouse with all that I am, I need to take time throughout the day. You know, there are times that I send text messages to my wife. She'll send text messages to me. We'll talk, we'll communicate. And, and there, there's most days go by where I'm sending a text message to say, hey, sweetie, I love you. Just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you. I cannot wait to see you. Okay, and then she'll some, do some sort of emoji. She's kind of an emoji person, all right? Me, not so much. So, um, but just like that, I, I'm inviting my wife into my day by letting her know, hey, I'm thinking about you. That's the same way with God. God's like, God's saying, if you love the Lord with all that you are, then at work, you're going to love me. With other people, when you're around other people, you're gonna love me and you're gonna take time throughout your day to show me that you love me. And one, way is the best, uh, one of the best ways we can show God we love him is just to honor him with our time by uh, living our life, uh, also with, um, uh, with a pure heart and, and a life of righteousness and do everything we can to make good decisions and to show people God's love. And, uh, but, but that takes throughout our day on the sports field, uh, at work, at school, Everywhere we go. Well, we could teach that to our kids. We could teach that to our kids that it takes time. We need to be intentional with our time. And so we show our kids, look, when you're at school, you, you don't hang up your, 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 your Jesus jersey at home. You don't leave that at home. You bring it with you to school. You talk about what God has done. And you live a life of, of making good choices. Even if kids make fun of you, it doesn't matter because you're not pleasing them, you're pleasing the Lord. And so you want to tell your kids, wherever you go, you want to take the time, you want to be intentional with your time to, to love God. And that is huge. Another thing with uh, taking time, being intentional with our, with, um, with our time, is we want to, you want to make sure that you are teaching um, your kids how to make good choices uh, at home, not just when they're away. Uh, you know, it seems like at home, um, the, the kids are sort of relaxed, and they just kind of go off in their rooms and everything. You want to uh, bring that teaching right where they're at all the time. And let me also say this. This is huge. Parents, you need to bring your kids to church. You need to bring your kids to church. Because, let me say this, if you, um, if you don't bring your kids to church, they're going, they're going to not have God's word planted in them enough, and they're not going to have the fellowship of other believers. Uh, for, for example, right now, there are kids in kids' church who they, they're hearing God's word 
right now in a way that applies to them. They're going to understand that much better the way I can talk to them. Students, we have um, a, a student Bible study every Thursday at an awesome place at Lake Point Station. And students come and they learn about how to walk with God, how to include Jesus in their life. And they learn about one another. And be able to do this together is huge. But I've, I've had parents tell me before, well, Frank, I don't want to force my kid to church because I was made to come to church. I was made to come, come to church, and I don't want to do that to my kids. Okay? Do you say the same thing about brushing teeth? No, you don't. Well, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want my kids to, I don't want to make my kids brush their teeth. You know, I, I was made to brush my teeth, and so... Um, and, and I really hated that all the time. But so I'm just going to allow my kids just to make that choice to brush their teeth. Okay. Parents, you're probably like, yeah, there are some kids here who, who do that. You know, I don't know. But, but you, don't, you don't have that option. Why? Because your, their teeth are going to be rotten and it's going to cost a lot of money at the dentist. Dentists are expensive. And so you don't, you don't give them that option. You don't say, well, my kids, um, you know, they, they, I'm not going to make them do homework. I'm, you know, I was made to do homework all the time. I'm just going to let them just kind of make that choice. If they want to do homework, they can. If they don't, it doesn't matter. No, that's not an option. You will do your homework, and you will do these things that will help make you a better person. So using those examples, and I know those are some simple examples of brushing your teeth and homework, but using those examples... If you think brushing the, their teeth and, and doing homework is important, do you not think that knowing their creator is just as important as brushing their teeth? Absolutely. I don't understand. I, and I'm just, I'm just being real with you. I don't understand when parents say, you know, I'm not going to force them to go to church. You are, you are removing them from hearing what God has for them in their life. Now, understand this. I, I, I know that there's times that they can read the Bible and they can do those things, but let me tell you something. If they're not encouraged to read God's word by, uh, by Wes and Val Irons in Kids Church, or they're not encouraged to read God's word and pray by Jackson Grant and our students when they're with those kids or from me in church, they're not going to do it on their own. They're just not. Why? Because we are all sinful people. We have a sinful nature. And now you may say, well, my kids just, you know, they don't really, they have a bad attitude about coming to church. Well, they have a bad attitude about cleaning their room, too. They have a bad attitude about doing their homework. But you don't lower the standard. So bring your kids to church. Some of y'all know some of y'all know people in your life who they've said that to you. They've said, well, we just want to bring our kids to church. I encourage you to talk with them. Use the example of brushing their teeth or doing their homework or cleaning their room. Use that as an example because them knowing God and knowing that Jesus can be Lord of their life and help remove the sin in their life is the biggest thing in their life. It is. It's the biggest thing in their life. Now, you can't force, 
You can't force Jesus in their life. You're not doing that. That's a decision they have to make. But you have to put them in position to hear from God. If you don't put them in position to hear from God, then you're just setting them up to live a life of handling their sin on their own. Let me tell you what, that does not bode well. It does not, because that sin and that weight and that shame keeps piling on, and they don't know what to do with it. They don't. They need Jesus. They need God's love. They need to know God's plan for them. Please don't teach them that when it comes to God, it's to be convenient. But when it comes to everything else, it should be con- uh, commitment. Don't treat God like he's convenient. But everything else is a commitment. You need to be committed to the team. You need to be committed. You, you signed on to that team, you need to be committed to that team. And you don't want to go to church, just, you know, that's fine. Just go to church when you feel like it. We need to be committed to that. Now, I tell you right now, um, we have one of our kids who's not here today. Well, we have two. One's in college. But our oldest son, Landon, is not here. You know why? He's at a football camp. You say, oh, well, the pastor's son's not here at church. How convenient. Convenient. So I'm letting you know, are there times that, that you can tell your kids, you know, we trust that, that, um, that what you're going to do is something that's going to help you be a, a better person, and so uh, we're allowing you to go to this, you know, to this camp because it's, you have to, it's during church and you have to be there and it's in Atlanta. So he's with some other uh, teammates, and he's at this football camp. But now, Landon was here the week before, and the week before, and the week before, and the week before. He served at all these events, and so he is here. But let me tell you something. If Landon was at a place where he is, he is missing church every single week, it's not going to bode well. Now, you may say, well, Frank, we're church that's ultimately going to be on a, on, a, on a sports complex. Frank, we had, we had parents at our sunrise service that came to church, and they couldn't come to the regular service at 11 because they were, their kid was playing baseball. What are you going to do about that? Hey, they came to church. They found a way. Are there seasons in their life where, where you, don't, you don't get you know, around other believers. Yes, there are, okay? There are some moms here. When, when you have children and, and you, and you uh, give birth, there's a few weeks where you're just not, you're not a church. And you know what? That's okay. But there comes a time where we're gonna be like, hey, it's been six months. <laughs> and, and, and where you at? We miss you. It's gonna be, we'll probably call you before then. But just more importantly, why? Because it's, it's important for you to be in church. 
It's important for that. Don't just make it out of, out of convenience. Now, here's the deal. Landon, who's not here today, I'm going to give him this outline, and I'm going to have him listen to this sermon. And he's going to know that I've talked about him. And he hates it when I talk about him. There you go, son. That's for you. But more importantly, we, we, we just want to coach our kids into the way that, look, you need to be a church. You need to be at church. I love what this says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It says, fathers, don't overcorrect your children or make it difficult for them to obey the commandment. Bring them up with Christian teaching and Christian discipline. Christian discipline. It takes discipline. It takes discipline to be on a, on a, on a team, to be on a sports team. It takes discipline to, to have good grades and to turn in your homework. Just like that, it takes discipline to get up in the morning and go to church or to go hang out with the youth. It, it takes discipline with that. And we have to bribe our kids sometimes. And I'm the pastor. You know, Sunday mornings, the only mornings where we have cinnamon rolls. Suzanne makes homemade, I mean, she, they're not homemade, they're, you know, in the can, but, you know, they're great. <laughs> but we have cinnamon rolls, and there's a lot of them, and it's the only day of the week we get cinnamon rolls. They get cinnamon rolls. Why? Because it's Sunday. My brother and I, my mom would take us to church, and sometimes, uh, every, uh, every week, she would have to remind us, look, you get up. And we're going to go by the donut shop. And every Sunday, we get a dozen donuts. And me and my brother would just pig out on glazed donuts every Sunday. And then she'd put them in the children's church. And they'd wonder why. What's wrong with our kids? But we, even, we have to bribe our kids a little bit. We have to treat them with those, you know, hey, this is, this is what you can get or whatever. But y'all, bring your kids to church. It takes time. Yes. You need to be intentional with your time. Second thing we got to be intentional with is with our talk. Is with our talk. In that second part of, of verse 7, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. You know, you want to take time you want to be intentional with your time, but you also want to be intentional with your talk. You want to have those times where you're talking. Can I tell you one of the, most, one of the best times to just open up God's word? It's so easy, around the dinner table. And I know there's days, it happens in our house. There's days where you don't all get together. We get that. But there's at least one night a week where you can sit down as a family and it might be different nights of the week, depending on what season in your life you're in. But that's a great time for you to open up God's word and just read a little bit. Read through a little bit of Proverbs. You know, read, read the parables of, of Jesus. Read, um, read uh, the, the book of Daniel, the first part of Daniel. There's some great stories, especially with the little kids. There's some great stories we can learn from Daniel. Start with the book of John. There's, just read through one of, the, one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Just read through that. Just a chapter, a meal. You don't have to read the whole thing at, at once, the whole book. But just talk about it. Be intentional with that. 
You know, um, it wasn't that long ago, uh, our, our family was outside, and uh, we had a, a campfire. We, we, we like campfires. We're, we're, all, we're always burning stuff, right? And sometimes we almost burn the house down. So, but we're always like, you know, fire and stuff. And so we had this, uh, this rock ring in our backyard, and, and, um, and it, was, it was cold uh, outside, and, and, uh, but, but we built this fire, and there was, was not a cloud in the sky. And, and, uh, and so we are gathered around this fire, and it reminded me of something that I wanted to tell the kids. And so what I did is I, I took time, and I was intentional about, a, about an illustration I wanted to share with our kids. And so it's like, you know, kids, uh, God tells us to fear him, to fear the Lord. What does that mean to fear God? What does it mean to fear God? And, and some of the kids are like, well, gosh, why would you, I thought God loves us. Why would we want to fear him? So we kind of talk about that, and they had some questions about that. And it's kind of hard to understand what the fear of the Lord is. How do you, how do you teach that? Well, so what I did is I, it, the fear of the Lord is kind of like this campfire. You know, in this cold and dark world, God's love draws us near to him. The light of his love draws us near to him. And it makes us want to be around him. Because in this dark and cold world, we need the warmth of God's love. We need the light from his word. And so it draws us to him. But just like this fire provides that warmth and it draws you into it, this fire is something that needs to be respected. Notice that there is a, a fire ring. There's a ring of rocks around this fire that's called a boundary. And so God has set certain boundaries in his word that you and I should follow. And if we don't, if we step into that boundary, we could get burnt by the consequences of our own actions of sin. And God doesn't like that, but God is a holy God, and there are natural consequences of sin. But that's why God is a gracious God, because he set up this boundary. Look, there's a boundary here. Come near to me, but live a life of the boundaries that I've set in my word. That is walking in the fear of the Lord. And so you take this, you be intentional about having a talk. Now, it doesn't have to be that deep. You can, you, when, when you go and, and uh, tuck your kids in, you can say, hey, give me, give me three things that you really liked this today. Maybe at school or whatever. Give me, give me three things you really enjoyed about, about your day. Or maybe, you know, you could do it this past week. What are, the, what are three things? And as they share that with you, tie them back to God. Tie them back to God. It could be like, well, I, uh, I made the, the, the team this week. I made the team. It's like, that's great. Who gave you that ability? Who gave you that passion? Uh, you did? No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm your parent. But who really gave that passion? Who really gave you that ability? Well, God did. So what you want to do is you want to tie everything back to God. And you want to be intentional with how you're talking to them. So be intentional with your time, be intentional with your talks, and finally be intentional with the truth. Be intentional with 
the truth. You know, we're living in, this, in a world that hates the truth that's found in God's word. We're living in a world that tells kids that you could choose whatever gender you want to be. You could choose whatever gender you want to be. You could choose whatever person you want to be because guess what? It is your life. You and I, as parents, if you, if you follow after Christ, if you, if you walk in the fear of the Lord as a parent, the truth that's found in God's word it is something that we need to be intentional in sharing. We need to be intentional with sharing because guess what? Your kids are gonna pick up things from school and they're going to bring them into your house and you can just say, oh, well, they're just learning that at school. They're just teaching these things. Oh, where do we, where do we come from? We, we came from some sort of big bang out there. We just kind of formed from whatever. And it was an accident and, and there was no purpose. Well, that's what the schools are teaching. Y'all, we've got to counteract what the culture is trying to shove down your kids' throats with the truth found in God's word. You need to be intentional with the truth. So parents, if you're gonna be intentional with this truth, guess what? You gotta read it. You gotta read it. Now, you're not gonna, you're not gonna understand everything in this book. I don't understand everything in this book. But I do know this. I know enough of this book to know when I hear something that's against God's word that came from my, one of my children, that came from wherever they got it from, that I know to say, all right, let me tell you something. What you're hearing is against what God's word says because this is truth. This is truth. God made you just the way you are, and God has a plan for you. And this world is trying to mess that up. So we need to be intentional with the truth because our, our kids are gonna be faced with lots of things in this world that doesn't give truth, that doesn't give truth. So how do we connect with God? How do we get our kids connected with God? We have to be intentional. We have to bring our kids to church. We have to bring our kids to, to student group, to, to things that, that we do here. Not because it's the church responsibility. Remember, we partner with you. I got enough kids to raise myself. I don't need to raise your kids too. But I will, and y'all know this, I will, and so will our leadership team. We will partner with you in helping to raise your kids to adulthood. But the bulk of that falls on you at home plate, in home. So you need to be intentional with your time. 
You need to be intentional with your, with your talk. Use, use whatever time you have. And, and y'all, you have opportunities after opportunities to talk about what God is doing in your life and in their life. And then you need to be intentional with the truth. You need to share the truth. Remember, we're raising adults, not kids. We need to look at our kids as if, okay, they're going to be an adult one day. And they need to know about God. Now, earlier in this passage, it talks about impress upon their hearts. Impress upon their hearts what's found in God's word. It's hard to impress upon their heart if God has a press upon your heart. So if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, Frank, I, I just, I need to, I need for God to impress upon my heart. I need God to, to, to capture me so that I can press upon their heart the truth of God's love and, and, and the truth of who God is. And so if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, well, I need, to, I need that. I need more of Jesus in my life. You're going to have that opportunity. And in just a moment, we're going to say a prayer, and I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And then also right after that, I'm going to invite every parent up here on the front. And here's what I want you to do. I want you spread out of here across the front, even in spilling out of the aisles. I want you as parents to just um, decide that you're going to do everything you can to raise your kids. Now, some of you, you're, some of you, your, your spouse is, is serving somewhere else. Some of you, your spouse is not here. Some of you, ha- you're, you're single parents. And, and, uh, and that's fine. You, uh, if your child is here, if, 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 you're, uh, if your kids are in this room, I want you to pray with your kids. I want you to pray with your teenager. And if you are, if you're standing here and if there's someone here who, who you feel impressed to go pray with someone, maybe their spouse isn't here or maybe they're single parents, I want to encourage you to pray with them. We just want to have a time of just praying for one another. So I'm going to encourage you to come to the altar. I'm going to encourage you to come to the altar. We're going to close out the service with this. A time of praying. Lord, teach me to be intentional with my time Teach me to be intentional with the, with my, the way I speak, how I, how I bring you up in conversations with my kids, and teach me to know your word and get into your word, and teach me to be intentional with your truth. But before we do that, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you're, you're saying, well, Frank, I need more of Jesus in my life. I just need him. And if you're you need him right now, and you need more of Jesus. I just want, without, you're not going to raise your hand. I'm not going to sing you out. Just simply pray a simple prayer like this. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you to fill me with all that you are. Please forgive me my sin. Help me to live for you. Guide my steps. And, and, let me impress upon my kids your love but I need more of you in my life be Lord of my life in Jesus name Amen